Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Koslowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. And same applies to any professional who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Light the Fight. And as you can see, we have new wallpaper. I mean, we have a new building that we just bought for hundreds of thousands of pesos, which equals to about $50 on Amazon. Yes, I think it's deliciously beautiful wallpaper. We got a nice little logo with our new little Polynesian print logo of Light the Fight. If you've been following us on the uh, on the YouTube or on our Instagram clips, you'll notice that we've changed our logo um, back in August. And uh, I don't know, you like it, I like it. And not only have we made some changes with that, uh, we have another little uh, studio location so that we can separate the segments that we've been doing called OG Therapy. Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning into OG Therapy. And especially thank you for sharing our OG Therapy episodes because we see how many people share the episodes. That's a good thing about the analytics and the algorithms we can see how many people share in the episodes and we've been noticing that you've been sharing them to a lot of men and that was the point of og therapy to have men see the episodes also to have other counselors and relationship coaches or life coaches see the episodes because heaven knows the men's needs it really bad <laughs> all the men's is out there <laughs> needs the episodes and all you women out there i finally answer your calls after seems like forever you guys are like could you do something to get my husband who has a cinder block surgically implanted in front of his forehead that doesn't allow him to listen to me and i would always say well yeah i would like to do something for your husbands but i never quite understood what exactly i should do and then one day i had this idea and so that's how og therapy came to life so to help us distinguish between our og therapy episodes the OG Therapy episodes have all the album covers behind me. And if you've been wondering why I have album covers behind me, it's because those are some artists that I grew up listening to and some artists that are technically the original artists, like back in the day, you know, old school artists that a lot of us grew up with. So that's why those are in the background. I also feature a jersey of Junior Sale, the late Junior Sale. It's a memorial jersey. And I uh, love Junior Sale and uh, what had taken his life suicide those thoughts were definitely not who that man was and so i want to put his jersey up on there not just as a as a respect to him but also an example that you know you can be too tough you can be too strong and as strong as inspiring man as he was i would say after you know i knew him a little bit i knew some people who were very close to him but after also watching the 30 for 30 he was an example of a man that man he, he was going through a lot and you know for and for a lot of reasons, he, he didn't reach out and ask for help. And I think that's the case for a lot of men out there is that they're struggling. They're going through a difficult time and they fear if they reach out for help. And I, don't, I obviously I don't know exactly what Junior Say I was thinking, but I know for a lot of men that I work with, the fear is if I open up, if I make myself vulnerable, that somehow, some way that's going to be used against me. That's going to be a sign of weakness. And I get it. A lot of us guys, and I shouldn't say just guys. I know a lot of women that are the same way. They'll sit there and like, I'm fine. And you can tell they're not fine, but they don't want to go there. So the OG Therapy episodes have been focusing on that. 
And so now back to Light the Fight. We have a new little background to help you see the difference when you're watching OG Therapy episode on Light the Fight or whether you're watching uh, just a regular Light the Fight episode. And to add to the new uh, background in our studio and the new logo, I wanted to introduce you guys to a new person. Now this person is a person I've got to know pretty well in, in, the, in the recent past. And I call him a friend. And he's going to be here. And you, you might see him every now and then, in fact. He, he might be a repeat offender on the podcast, not just because he is a dad in training. Like all of us, <laughs> we're always in training. He, no, he's not with toddlers, not that kind of training. Training with something called teenagers. Mm-hmm. Now, if you, if you guys ever heard about this, <laughs> this species, teenagers, human beings are the only species that are dumb enough to try to raise teenagers. <laughs> We're the only ones that think we can help them through that developmental stage of their life. And, and people find out throughout those times of trying to raise teenagers, it's not that easy. And sometimes you need help. So not only um, did my friend Jason here open up to me one day and say, Hey, Dave, uh, can I ask you advice about this, this teenage life thing? But also he's helped me because I do a lot of speaking. And recently he's helped me um, speaking to parents. Because he is a not just a masterful entertainer, he's a he's a Hall of Fame speaker, and he makes his living at entertaining people. And part of what I am so attracted to about his keynote speaking and his type of entertainment is it's very relatable. And a lot of it, he opens up about his family. In fact, if you haven't heard about Jason, um, it was uh, the blow dry. What was it called again? The name of it. <laughs> the dry bar comedy. The dry bar comedy. <laughs> I'm just making fun of the blow dry. Look how perfect his hair is. See, I, do you guys want to be honest? I was hesitant on having him on the episode because I'm like, I don't know if my ego can have a guy in the episode with equally, perhaps even better hair than me. If you haven't noticed this, if you've been a, a longtime listener to the Light the Fight podcast, if you haven't noticed, I'm a little into my hair. Your hair is incredible. And, 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 and it's kind of all I got. <laughs> yeah, or whatever. So um, uh, having Jason on the episode, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work through. I'm trying to process my hair insecurities. So I'm, I'm trying to hope that you guys don't think he has better hair than me. But if you do, that's good. Because I want him to have the attention that he rightfully deserves. But getting back to um, the, the, not dry bar. Dry bar comedy, man. <laughs> Uh, not blow dry bar, but the dry bar <laughs> comedy. I actually made a mistake. I couldn't remember what it was yeah. called. I just remember watching it much times. He openly talks about the interactions with him and his kids, and it is so entertaining. So if you haven't checked it out, go to YouTube, uh, Jason Hewlett, and check out uh, um, his. Now he doesn't proclaim to be a comedian per se. However, he's funny, and that's why people listen to him. And he's an entertainer. So you're gonna get to learn a lot about my friend Jason Hewlett. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you. My good, Jay, my good friend, Jason Hewlett. Jason, say hello to the audience. I can't believe I get to be on this cool podcast that I've been listening to for I don't know how long. I love this podcast, man. So it's great to be here. And uh, I appreciate just the whole audience because I'm a, I'm a dad who listened to it. I mean, I'm the dad who got it from my wife saying, you need to listen to this. You're one of the reasons why we started OG <laughs> therapy. <Yes. laughs> And so I'm like, I'm just blown away that I get to be here with you on the blow dry comedy tour. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. The dry bar comedy. Funny is yeah. when I said blow dry came out of my mouth, I was looking at your hair. I'm like, that must have been like a, fo like a, like a Freudian slip where I was like looking at your hair going, dang, his hair looks good. Blow dry. I wasn't trying to make fun of you. It was a slip. 
so funny. worked out. For I, I appreciate it. And let me tell you, man, your hair, everyone has Kozlowski hair envy. I mean, look at that. It's jet black. It's just incredible. Mine is all salty. In fact, I went and got my driver's license renewed recently. Really? And it said, it said brown, blonde, or gray. And I went. Yeah, check the, check the gray Gray. Box. Oh, man. They should have a silver fox box. That would have been cool. I am a silver fox. There you go. Yeah. So, anyway. It's cool to be here with you, man. This is so exciting, and I, I have so many questions for you. Oh, man. Yeah, well, let, let's go ahead and kick it off. And, and part of the reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast is, one, I, you know, talking to the camera and talking to the parents, I, I love fielding questions. And, obviously, for all you guys listeners, please send in more questions. We don't have an actual official way of receiving questions right now. We'll come up with that in the future. We're working on some things. But for right now, you can shoot us some DMs and uh, through Instagram. So if you don't follow us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram. Or you could um, send us an email. A lot of people send us questions through the email at lightthefight. Contact at lightthefightemail.com. Lightthefight.com. Support. Support at lightthefight.com. And uh, so we can field your questions. And even though I enjoy fielding the questions, it's a whole lot easier when I'm talking to an actual real-life parent that has teenagers. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about that because before the podcast started, I said, hey, you know, what do you want to talk about? And you're like, oh, how much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, you know, uh, Jason, uh, much like how Heidi has been for so many years with us here in Light the Fight, Jason this week is going to um, play the role of our parent correspondent. Yeah. So I told Jason this week, he said, okay, what do you want to talk about? What should we talk about? I'm like, well, Jason, just go to your house, tell your kids not to listen to you, ask other parents that have teenagers and see if their kids don't listen to them, and then come back and we'll have plenty to talk about. <laughs> it's a good formula for sure. A <laughs> lot, lot of content. We're not going to sh run short on content. That's No, sure. not at all. And you know, the truth is with it right now being the holidays and Christmas time and everything that's going on, it's it's really been interesting to watch not only my own children but the kids that we are interacting with because my kids are in sports and they have their friends and all the people that come around and I'm just like what's going on with kids in the middle of the holidays as the big break is about to come forth for school and stuff and I'm, I'm thinking you know these kids are having a hard time waking up for school they're giving themselves an excuse every day to not have to go because they can do Zoom online if they want to, or they can just make up the assignments. And, you know, in the old days when they were little, now I have, okay, so here's my, here's my breakdown of my kids. Yeah, give, give us a little origin story here. 17-year-old daughter. 15, 14, 12 year old boys. So you're on the, you're on the spectrum for sure. The spectrum <laughs> of teen, man. Yeah. It's awesome. And so, when they were little, I could easily just say, hey, uh, Santa. Well, the Santa card. Dude, Santa will not <laughs> give you anything. Like, you just, you've got to show up and go to school or go to church with us or yeah. whatever the assignment was, right? Yeah. And whatever we needed done. Man, Santa, Santa's awesome, but it's not working anymore, you know? How do you get your kids to get up and go to school when they have every excuse from the teachers, even the school gives us every reason to say, hey, it's, it's easy to let them not be here. They can still make up for it. So, I mean, if I bring you like a monster question, it would be something like that to where it's like, how do I as a parent try to make it so that I'm not negotiating with them in that way, perhaps? Is that the wrong word? 
am I negotiating or am I like threatening or what is it? I probably, I probably listened to too much, man. Well, no, I, right? I, I, that that's kind of the million dollar question. Yeah. That, that question uh, keeps the lights on my, in my household. Okay. As long as people don't have the answer to that question, I'm able to pay a couple bills at least. Um, let, let's back it up a little bit though, because um, I think it's fair to say, and I know any teachers or any um, people that work in education would agree with this is that schools are under the same issues that parents have. Totally. Especially after the pandemic. So, so let's, let's take a little uh, uh, trip down memory road. Pandemic, roll out of bed or stay in bed. Right. Put the, put the Zoom just so you can see the foreheads. <laughs> any teachers out there know what I'm talking about. That's right. Parents know what I'm talking about. It's like I'd get on Zoom and all of a sudden I'd see like you got like, you know, seven or eight kids like, hi, how you doing? Four kids. I don't have a, my camera doesn't work. And the other kids, like, you just see their hairline or the top of their beanie. Or a screenshot of it. Yeah, or a screenshot. So <laughs> I, I, and then you got a couple of kids that weren't in there that just snuck in and, like, waited for their moment to say something inappropriate. And then, you know, we, we had to kick them off the I call. can't believe you went through that, too. That's right. As a teacher, you did that. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I signed up my very first. I had done a little teaching long, long time ago when I worked in group homes and crisis treatment facilities because because of my, you know, master's degree training in psychology, they'd give you like a, a temporary teaching because really teaching in those places were like, are you capable of dodging a punch and tackling someone and teaching math at the same time? <laughs> I'm like, I can do the first two. Math, I couldn't do that well. So they could just stand there and we'll just make you a teacher because those places were so intense and so violent. They couldn't put regular teachers in there. They get, you know, chewed up and spit out. So my first real cheat teaching job was August of 2020 during the pandemic and mass on, um, you know, zoom, you know, every time schools were shut down, like every other week, it seemed like, and then, you know, so every time they went through a shutdown, we have to be on zoom and stuff. So basically what happened was schools and teachers, much like parents, we just kind of had to put our hands up for a little bit and just do whatever we could do now coming out of that. And all the parents listening to this know that once a, a, um, a pattern is established. Once we've surrendered and we've bent the knee to something that teenagers or kids have always wanted and what they've always wanted. Now, granted, I'm being very general because not all kids wanted this. In fact, some kids said they wanted this. And then after the pandemic, they're like, they don't want this anymore. Was to not have to go to school. Oh, yeah. And if you've ever had the opportunity to try to get someone to do online school that either didn't want to do online school or we're doing online school, not because they were high achieving, not because they were a self-starter, but because they tried to convince you, if I didn't have to go to school, it'd be so much easier. I'd, I'd get better grades. So the, pro, the reason why I don't get good grades is, you know, because I have to go to school. But if you just let me do it online, usually <laughs> what happens in those scenarios is a lot of homework doesn't get done. Right. A lot of things fall through the crack. And so during the pandemic, we're just all trying to survive as educators, as parents. And then now after the pandemic, well, last year in 2021, there was still that residual effect of, uh, even though a lot of kids wanted to go back and be social and they missed that part, once you sleep in and you just roll into pajama sessions on a Zoom call or, you know, you just, you know, roll into school and everybody's sitting distance and everybody could be like, sneeze, all right, I can stay home today. It was easy to get out of school. It's easy to get out of schoolwork. Schools, I mean, they're fearful of the retention of the students. And then on top of it, Schools, and I'm not saying schools are being nefarious, but like 
you're supposed to graduate kids. Yeah. And we had to give kids the benefit of the doubt, not just with academics, but their mental and emotional well-being. There are so many things pushing schools and parents and just, just get them through, just get them through, live to fight another day. Well, now we're past that, and there's still a lot of residual effects from that. So getting back to your original question, I think without a doubt, it's hard for schools to hold the kids' feet to the fire in attendance. We have to give them every opportunity to do makeup work. I know in my classes, you know, I, I, don't, I don't dock kids for not turning it in on time. You know, it, it just comes as like, hey, I have to find out ways to motivate them so that, and I'm lucky because the class that I teach is something that they're all actually interested in. And they tell me they're interested in. They love your class. My yeah, kids it, are in your class before, <laughs> and they love you, man. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's easy when you're talking about, like, how do you, like, deal with friend drama? And how do you, like, you know, how do you uh, make new friends? These are all things, like, we're listening. They're always, like, taking mental notes. So I've got it easy <laughs> compared to most teachers. But even still, even with the class and the homework assignments that are simple assignments, just, just basic retention, not have to memorize everything, even those things, it's hard for them to get them to be on time. And at the end of the quarter to – you know, a lot of the kids will, will do like a little joke. I'm like, okay, let's, uh, let's have a little contest to see who has the most missing assignments. <laughs> you don't have to raise your hand, but you can raise your eyebrows. Like, if you have over five, raise your eyebrow. 10, 20. And then it becomes a joke. Yeah. I'd like, be okay. back. They're like, hey, I got them all. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, and I always be like, okay, if, if we'll stop at 10. We don't want to get out of control. Right? Right. Point is, um, the kids feel it, the parents feel it, the educators feel it. So to get your kid to go to school, they're going to have to feel how difficult it is for you as well. The root of the word relationship is relationship. I've said it tons of times, probably repeat it in nauseam tons of more times. So when parents, just like educators, and when I teach teachers this, because um, I'll, I'll do uh, in-service trainings for teachers about how to connect and build uh, fortified, closer relationships with students, because teachers now have a second professional job that they did not go to school for they have to be mental health advocates and professionals meaning yeah they're not licensed like i am they didn't work in years of psychiatric hospitals and crisis treatment centers but they are on the first line of defense teachers are expected to notice not just to notice but to a notice and know what to do and how to approach the kids not too aggressively but not too passively because if you're too passive you don't get them to open up and share the struggles and if you don't say anything at all and you just dismiss it, you may miss it. And then you have to be wondering, oh, my gosh, if I would have done something, could I have helped that kid? Because let's face it, suicide is the leading cause of death in the state of Utah. It's prevalent all throughout the country. And obviously, that's the most extreme example of a kid. But sometimes you lose kids and find out that the kid failed or dropped out. And they're like, man, that was a good kid. Maybe I should have said more. I saw some signs. I just didn't know what to do. So we're expected to be social, mental, and emotional health advocates and educators at the same time, and know how to interact with them in all their different life struggles and challenges. With teachers and with parents alike, I always tell them that when you become more relatable and less, when you're trying to teach less and you're trying to connect more and relate more, it gives you a huge advantage. So for example, you want to get your kids to school. They're tired. They don't want to go to school. Instead of telling them quit being lazy, instead of telling them struggle, I encourage the parents to give them a get out of possibly it's not just them being lazy and disgruntled little teenagers card. I talk about things like 
seasonal affective disorder. SAD, yeah. as it's referred to. Heard of that. Now, the good thing about you guys as parents, you're not qualified to diagnose. And by the way, I'm not asking you guys to go out there and diagnose your kids, tell them what they have. <laughs> but you might want to tell them what it is and how you found out about it and how you can relate to it. Mm. During this time of year, um, when I do, because uh, uh, I, I work for private companies where they'll say, hey, we got 50, 60 people, jump on a Zoom call. Here's some topics that have been concerning for our, our associates or our companies. This time of year, the big topic is always seasonal affective disorder. Really? And it's mm. an interesting spectrum because I would say far more people struggle with it, but we usually chalk it up to, oh, you know, during the wintertime, I just get sadder or I'm in a funk. Yeah. And we just kind of, we have that old school mentality. It was like, oh, it's just, just this, just that, bah humbug. I'm grumpy. I'm irritable. But why aren't my kids whistling while they work? <laughs> why aren't my kids just happy for no reason? <laughs> right. They can do the, they can vacuum and take out the trash and be excited about it. We're not, I'm not usually excited about when I'm vacuuming during the winter time. <laughs> during right. the summertime, maybe I'm listening to like, like chiller beach music after vacation. I might be a little bit happier. But the point is, I'm saying is that. You only have the ability to teach teenagers as much as you're willing to learn. So if you go into the conversation, if you say something like, oh my gosh, you guys, you know how I've been like busting your chops about being lazy and not getting out of bed and those types of things. And if you are one of those parents, you might get a, yes, we do know that. <laughs> yes, father. Thank you for reminding In us. In sales, what's the what, one of the most important thing? You want to get people to agree. That's right. Right? I know you got some salespeople listening to this. Oh, man. So you get them to agree. Mm -hmm. You have to be, you know, putting yourself out there a little bit. Yeah. And then you say, you know what? I just learned this thing on this podcast. Or if you're, if you're always preaching your kids about podcasts, don't say you learned it from a podcast. <laughs> just say someone told you that you might be struggling with this. Yeah. And then I just, then, then you tell them, you realize that, oh, my gosh, I might be struggling with this. But if I'm showing with this, maybe my kids are showing with this too. Yeah. And then explain to them, by the way, I'm not going to give a full explanation of what it is and all the signs and symptoms for it. But if you know what the signs and symptoms are of depression, pretty much the same thing. Really? Okay. And it's, it, it's, there's no specific, like you do X, Y, and Z and you will get over it. But there's a lot of ways that you can manage the effects of it. Uh, some of the ways are lots of vitamin D. Um, getting specific things called light therapy. You can get on, on Amazon and lots of you know, local stores, stuff like that. And it's a specific type of UV light that mimics the sun that helps your body get the type of energy it needs that the sun would provide for it that you get less of during the winter time. Like that you would buy and put in the lamp or what? Like, it is a lamp. It is a lamp. It oh, is a lamp. Oh. Yeah. And you put it inside your room. Uh, there's a lot of uh, neuropsychologists out there, neuroscientists out there that, Give suggestions. If there's sun outside, you got to go outside. Yeah. Try to go outside actually without sunglasses on. Really? Don't stare at the sun, but not have your sunglasses on because it blocks UV light, but that's what you actually need to help you soak it up. Go on walks. They would say a walk during seasonal depressive time. By the way, if you struggle with depression already, this is just going to kick it up another notch. If you do not have depression already, this can actually give you the symptoms of depression. If you are in a high mountain range area, the Rocky Mountains, Utah, Colorado, any part of yeah. the United States, you're even going to have a higher propensity to have these types of issues because they've had a connection in our brain with high altitude 
creating more depressive, uh, more anxiety, but specifically more depressive and leading potentially to more suicidal thoughts. Man. So we got the double whammy yeah, here. Wow. Not a lot of sunlight. People in you know Washington, Oregon, those types of areas struggle with this as well. So educate yourself on this, but have a conversation with your kids like, hey, we're partners in this. Hmm. You're struggling. And the reason why I'm getting mad at you with your struggles because I'm grumpy because apparently I'm depressed too. Oh, man. Right? Now, I wouldn't suggest saying it like that, (laughs) but divulge it like, hey, I may be struggling with the same thing. Yeah. I may just be faking it in front of you. I may get to my work or get on the calls and be a little grumpster. I may be a little disgruntled employee myself. Having that commonality, find something that you guys can relate to. Then it turns the conversation into I'm not trying to teach you something. I'm trying to recognize what I can learn from my own hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Because one of uh, the greatest sayings I've, I've ever heard, I've heard a lot of great ones, but it goes something like this. Hypocrisy has no bounds. It can come for all of us. Now, teenagers, that's an odd thing about teenagers, younger kids, specifically preteens, is that they're not familiar with just typical hypocrisy. Yeah. As adults, we're kind of, it's commonplace. You know, you ask someone, hey, why were you late? And they're like, oh, well, I got got traffic. And you can totally tell their line. You're like, yeah, okay. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's really bad. Okay, so we're going to get to work now. Okay, you just kind of keep it going. Teenagers, when they first learn what hypocrisy is, they're like, it's a whole new world. (laughs) All of a sudden, now they're like, oh, my gosh, my parents aren't perfect. They've been lying to me. They have issues with the same thing that they want me to be good at, but they struggle with that, too. And then they go, now I don't have to do what they want me to do. Hmm. So if you show up late to pick up your teenage for five, 15 minutes, when they had a, a, a planned hangout with their friends, yeah. in their minds, like, you were late to pick me up, which disrupted my fun. I was late to hang out with my friends. So therefore, I don't have to do my homework when you want me to do it. <laughs> right. They want fairness. Yeah. They want an equal, you did this, well, then I get to pick what I want as well, too. Right. That tit for tat, that's what happens. When you're trying to get your kid up in the morning, give them some freedom knowing most people don't want to get up in the morning, especially if they're at that age and they probably were up later than they're supposed to be up. Sure. If they're staring at screens, if they have a lot of that light going on, by the way, that increases the seasonal affective disorder or the potential for seasonal affective disorder and a whole lot of mental and emotional and physical challenges as well. Just asking, by having the phone? Yeah, instead of asking your kids, like, why in such a bad mood? Yeah. Don't ask them this question, but it'd probably be more like, how much sleep did you get last night? Yeah, right. That's a more direct correlation. I do this thing bef- before my classes called highs and lows. It's like an icebreaker. We do this sometimes. I'll say, say a high about this past weekend. Say a low about this, you know, the past few days, past yeah. weekend. You know what the most common high and low is? My high is I hung out with my friends all weekend and my low is I'm really tired this morning. <laughs> and it's like, and they all make the quick connection. Yeah. I played ga- video games, streaming all night last night on Twitch, and my lows. I have a lot of homework to do, and I woke up really late. <laughs> I'm always like, <laughs> and they they laugh because they know, but I'm not teaching them. You get better, get to bed earlier. Yeah. As they talk about, and they notice they're all saying the same things. They start to confess. Well, after we do this, I kind of feel like we need to get to bed earlier, and I'm like, oh, really? Well, why is that? So that's a type of teaching that's a partnership teaching. Now, I know I went off on a long tangent, but what are your thoughts on that? No, I mean, it's so helpful. And, you know, I appreciate the perspective coming for the educator, for the school system, and the perspective for the parent as well. I, I uh, I, I was encouraged to think that, gosh, 
during the pandemic, when we were all trapped in our homes, I do remember that as a family, we made it a rule for ourselves every single day to go for a walk. That was like our way of getting through that time when everything was shuttered down, right? So real and quick, so, real yeah. Quick. Why was that such an important thing? Because that's a very simple thing. Oh, it was so simple. But uh, What would happen if you didn't? If we didn't, everybody was mad, and especially me. <laughs> I mean, I was grouchy, grumpy, angry anyway. And so I'd say, guys, we're going out on a walk. And they were like, I don't want to get out of bed. And I'd say, we have to get out by 3 every single day, by 3 p.m. And that was our, that was our walk we did. And it changed the way that we survived through that time. Very interesting. So that was... The the SAD is that that's what you call it the it's the acronym for it. it's acronym. one of the few acronyms in mental health that's spot on spot on SAD SAD is seasonal affective disorder seasonal affective disorder so with with that and knowing that you know sometimes we fall into doing something right yeah on accident yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that that was something that we've done in terms of what you're saying with like not guilting them and you know and and having more of a more of a relatable conversation around how hard it is, you know, to get up and, and to do that thing. Uh, that's actually also what the conversation has become in our home of recent as well. Uh, I think everybody's a little sick, like yeah. actually sick. I think it's going around. You oh, know? yeah, my voice is still struggling. Your voice, yeah. my voice. I think everybody's going through this crazy thing right now, and it's right before the Christmas break. And so as we're all trying to be, uh, forgiving of one another, loving of each other, and at the same time not judgmental. Um, it's it's been it's been a weird time as a parent. I mean, it always is a weird time yeah. as a parent for teens, right? But it's been a really weird time as a parent, and with the kids that come over and we find out because usually our kids have a hard time even getting up out of out of bed, and we're grateful that they're going to school, but. It's interesting when the kids come over later in the afternoon to be like, hey, what are you guys doing? We're like, hey, how was school today? And they're like, oh, I didn't go to school. It's, it's like, it seems like everywhere we go, there are kids that are doing this. And so we're thinking, well, what are we doing wrong or what's going right? And are we doing okay? I, I think a lot of parents are surrendering. Really? Um, maybe not every day, maybe not every week, but slowly. One battle and defeat at a time. I don't think it's absurd to think that if people out there listening to this resonate with what I'm talking about was sad, maybe the owners of the family business are a little sad too. Yeah. If it's coming for your kids, if you're sick, if you have holiday stress and I mean, it's the expectation to be happy during the holidays makes holidays sometimes very difficult to be happy. And then you add on top of that loss of loved ones, loss of employment, there's many people I know right now that this is the first Christmas they're going without a significant person in their life because of a loss of a loved one. Right. And the person could be alive, but it could be a divorce. It could be a custody situation. The first Christmas where you don't have your kids waking up with you. And if you tell me that that's not going to mess with your head, yeah, th that's absurd. You'd have to be from a different planet for that not to get inside you and work. It's, it's just horrible, like Gollum, like, hey, that Schmeagle, like, yeah. You know, it's like, it's just going to just get inside you and just, yeah. and if, it's going to come out sideways. You, you could be grumpy. You could be depressed. You could be, you know, it could be like, 
we're going to have fun today whether you like it or not. <laughs> like, you know, we're going on a walk, damn it. Like, you know, and everybody's like, oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. We're playing a board game. <laughs> you know, all those things, the best intentions. Yep. Kids talk about, and we had different terminology for it when we grew up, but kids talk about it right now, you know, the vibe, like what the vibe is. Yeah. And if the vibe is at a frequency if it, that's coming at your kids like a death metal from the 80s. Exactly. They're probably not going to be whistling while they work. They're probably <laughs> not going to be like, yes, daddy, I wanted to do my chores today. I go to school. Like that's probably not going to happen in that process. We as parents, as difficult as may be, if we don't realize what's weighing on us, what's bringing us down, and if we don't talk to them about it, like they're our equal and they're our partners before 5.30 or 6 in the morning when trying to wake them up, yeah. the odds are going to be against us. If you have a conversation like I'm suggesting the night before and then you ask them permission, hey, do I have your permission in the morning to wake you up, even if you're grumpy, this and that. And if you give me permission, then I'll give, my permission, I'll give myself permission not to take it so personally. That's so cool. I, I think that's probably a, a major hack that we can implement because obviously we're usually like, okay, we'll, we'll do this in the morning. And then, and then that's the, the next morning. It's like, that's when we're trying to have some kind of lecture or conversation. Their brains can't handle it. My brain can't handle it. I'm in, I'm already upset. And 6 so, a.m. You're not at your best. No, either. I'm not at my best. I'm, I'm upset. Cause I'm like, I just spent an hour clearing off cars for you guys, you know, like, that and you don't appreciate a, me. You don't like me anymore. And so uh, I, I think like having that conversation before we go to bed, I love that idea. I, I also know that one thing that's kind of helped in its own way is like, hey, uh, we have some music that just plays in the morning. Upbeat, fun music, yeah. you know? I mean, we've tried the like the soft, you know, uh, I don't know, meditation room type music. And hype music. And then you need, like, we literally turn on earth, wind, and fire. Let's groove tonight. You know, like, and that actually helps pump pump them up a little bit. It pumps us up, you know? Absolutely. So those things help. The the early morning playlist, that's always very effective to get that going. I mean, it takes a little while to, like, to kind of, like, to hypnotize them, to kind of get them going. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, what you said is, is really important because if you recognize that your energy and your vibration and your frequency is way off, then it's completely unrealistic expectations to expect that your intense energy is going to somehow create them to want to be up and moving and going. It's going to actually create more resistance. It's going to create more confrontation in the relationship. And it doesn't do you any favors for your relationship. But also, too, it doesn't make you relatable. Yeah, no, that's the word is relatable. Because when I go in and I throw the curtains open and I'm like, it's a lovely day. Oh, what a beautiful morning. They're like, shut up. You know? yeah, that, that's a little too much. Like you started out at a 10 where you just started out as a two. You know, just a little thing here for exactly. those helping. You know, I, I got a daughter. She's in seventh grade. You know, she's a junior high. And we all know how special the junior high time is. Good that. Preteens are definitely the most interesting version of (laughs) they're not smart enough to realize when they're stupid that's for sure uh and they don't realize that their requests are very self-centered sometimes oh yeah and and i'm not you know saying that my daughter's horrible in the morning but i'll get up a few minutes earlier like you know she's supposed to get up at you know by 6 15 but late at 6 30 right and if i get up there early enough 6 10 
I'll just sit up there and I'll just, you know, rubber back for a second. You know, I'll turn on the closet light. I don't pull open the curtains and just like shock factor it. My dad, when I was a kid, he used to wake me up like this. Wake up. Wake up. You'd slap wake up, your forehead. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. <laughs> oh, wake dude, up. that's horrible. Yeah. I'm call, laughing because you've heard the Chinese water torture. He called it the Polish hand torture. Oh, my God. And he thought it was funny. Oh. I never did. And so when I woke up, I was like, I woke up, rah, like just flexing, right? So I just rubbed my daughter's back for a little bit. And I'll just say some funny stuff, you know, like our little inside jokes, whatever. But the ultimate is I have the dog come jump in her bed. Dude, that's right. Oh, Sancho, come on. Yeah. Call him in there. He comes, jumps up, and he starts licking her toes. And she's like, ah. She's like, ah. So, I mean, it might take yeah. a couple minutes. But that way for her to start her day, I'm like, oh, my gosh. My life would have been different if my day started with an amazing dog. My dad just kind of like, so like, hey, but like rubbing her arm. Like, hey, what's up? Saying my little funny like little names I call her. It's not over the top. Like, the porridge isn't too hot. It's not too cold. It's just right, right in the middle. And then the music on top of it. We have music going in our household, too. Thanks to my wife. My wife's a workout person, so she's always got the workout music going on. And next thing you know, the kids are up and going. And, yeah, are they tired? But do they forget that being tired or no, that they don't know that being tired means you have to be upset or frustrated? Yeah. You don't have to be tired and frustrated. You can be tired. And excited, right? Mm. You could be going on a big trip and you're like super tired in the morning, but you're packing up the car because you know where you're going is worth getting up early in the morning. Right. Oh, my man. head red right now. That head thing. I think you should do that to your daughter just, just to change things up. No, no, no. I'm just messed. My That's dog would great. bite me if I, yeah, if I, your if dog's I hit like, my daughter off. My dog is very protective of her. And if uh, he bit me, I'd be in big trouble. He's got so, some strong jaws. Now, now, how your life changes if your dad wakes you up the way you wake up your kid. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Would have changed quite a bit. Absolutely. And so that's cool to be able to hear the way that you were raised and that you're like, that's not what I want. I know how I can change it and fix it with my own life. And I'll tell you what, that dog idea, that is one of the best ever. We do the same with our kids. and, and Stick the dog on them. Yeah, it's an unfair advantage. It is totally awesome. Yeah. It's so Use that so advantage. <laughs> the dog didn't do anything to him. Dogs... Oh, he's yeah. all excited. Dog's excited. Yeah. Let's play. Exactly. Oh, man, this is helpful. Well, yeah, I feel like I can. Hey, I, I don't want to sound too corny, but like light the fight moving into the next couple of weeks. Like this is really helpful to know how I can do that. So having those conversations before bed, bringing it in, in a, you know, in a personable way with the kid, talking to them, relating with them. All of this is so helpful. And, appreciate you know, it. And the less hip of a hypocrite we are, yeah. the more effective this approach will be. You'll stay in the pocket and you won't be as easily frustrated with your kid if you get up a few minutes early. You deal with your own grumpiness. <laughs> if, if, if you're the person who needs to grab a bite to eat, glass of water, cup of coffee, whatever your morning routine is, get that going and then attempt to get your kids going. Totally. Because if you get oh, lit, because you hit the snooze button four or five times, now they need to make you feel like you're a better parent because you messed up. Yeah. It's not their job to make us feel like we're not a bad parent. It's our job to just, just tr trim those little, the little bits of fat so that we can be as clean and as like just as lean as possible. Cause we don't want to start off our day bad and nothing's going to start off our day worse than have a bad interaction with our kid. Totally. So if we give ourselves a little bit of time to get up, listen to our playlist, get a drink of water, whatever it may be. And then when we go and we wake them up, 
we have a moment, just kind of sit there, take some time. Oh, give me five more minutes. Okay, I tell you what, I'll give you five more minutes. But when I come back, if you don't wake up, do I have your permission to start singing annoying music that you don't like? Mm -hmm. I'm going to play my playlist next time yeah. I come back. You don't have to baby and coddle your kids. Yeah. You can turn up the heat a little bit on, on them, but you want to start out really mellow and slow. Give the whole process about five to 15 minutes max. It's just, it's not about how, like, obviously they want to get to school at time on time, right? Yeah. But it's about how they get to school just as much as when they get to school. You right. want to get them to school, but if you get them to school and it's just a, it's just zero to 60 get them to school, that means you fell short somewhere and you getting in better habits because this may take weeks. It may take months for some of you parents to break the habits of them being grumpy and upset to be able to turn, turn it around. Yeah. No, that still helps. Appreciate it. I'll wake myself up like this. There you go. Yeah. Wake yourself up Come like on, that. Come on, man. <laughs> Oh, you're awesome. I, I, I wouldn't suggest waking yourself up like that. What you, <laughs> what you want to do is you, you just go, I'm beautiful. People like me. Gosh darn it. <laughs> well, is that you do some positive affirmations what is for yourself. Ed Smiley? Was yeah, it Ed Smiley, Smiley yeah. Yeah, it's oh, a good yeah, stuff. Exactly. Well, thanks for coming on the uh, podcast with me this time, Jason. And and uh, let me know what you guys think about this, this guy over here because uh, I think I'm going to start having him come on more because it really does help for me to have a uh, – a parent correspondent out there out in the mean streets of teenagers and preteens and kids to, to bring some of your own, honestly, just put yourself out there a little bit. So other people can uh, relate to what you got going on because it's real. I mean, you're, you're really having to get kids up for school. It's not like a memory you have from 10 years ago. No, like this is real time stuff. So yeah. yeah I, and anybody that wants to send some questions in or, Whatever, that's that's what I would love to know what you're going through. Maybe you've experienced some of the same things as me, but I'll tell you, having this guy to be able to listen to and to know more of how I can improve, this is this is the best. So I appreciate you having me on, man. This All is right. exciting. Like the fight. <laughs> that's right. Well, as always, we want to thank our community sponsor, one Enter Contacts, for all their support, for giving us the opportunity to have the good camera gear and all the good studio stuff. So big shout out to them. You know how it works. If you need contacts, don't think about it. Just go to 1-800-CONTACTS. They'll hook you up. And they got great people doing the job at the same time. So as always, you guys, thank you for helping us to light the As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 